You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 205, Feng Shui Qi Forecast, January 2023. Welcome to episode 205 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, we teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list. We have free workshops, special events, and opportunities for newsletter subscribers only. And we also have right now a 27-day free challenge. So we hope you'll join us for that. So this week, we are diving into January with our feng shui chi forecast and we were talking last month how this is our year anniversary we started last january I think, mm-hmm. right yeah this has been one year yeah we started last january yeah we've Come. been getting re- a lot of good feedback even some of our grads they're just like this is their they're like favorite episode so mm-hmm. we hope you guys are enjoying this lauren i really enjoy it and i think it's a really wonderful way to bring in divination and other aspects of feng shui and especially like laura's expertise in, in tarot so it's always amazing how it works out and and also what comes up through these chief forecasts like last month when we talked about the cauldron for december i feel like it, it really helps inform our podcast in general right mm-hmm. yeah i well i mean because we're you're focusing on what is going on in nature and in sort of bigger cycles. And that's how we should really live your life. I mean, that's really what feng shui is about. So it just gives a little more context to the work we do so that you're not looking at it in an abstract way that you actually bring it back to what's going on in nature and around you. So January, we start by going over what the solar terms are and we look at the moon cycles, specifically the full moon of the month. And so for the solar terms, which again, these are based in Chinese culture, these are 24 solar terms that are used to connect farmers, people living thousands of years ago and tracking it so that they could have predictable points in the calendar of knowing what was happening when in terms of the weather. And that also allowed them to do certain festivals and rituals as well. And all of those generally connect, again, they connect back to what's happening agriculturally and weather-wise. So January 5th is the first solar term in January, and it's called slight cold. It doesn't really need a lot of description. It is the moving in, again, we're moving into the coldest, coldest part of the year because on January the 20th, we moved to great cold. So it really is the, again, we spoke a lot about yin when we were talking about the winter solstice, which is that beginning point of when it tips so that, you know, the sun is reborn and it gets longer and longer. And that point between the winter solstice and January 5th, we're really, I mean, we're moving into that really cold, cold time. It's still very yin, you know, just because the sun is growing, you're not really noticing a difference till around, you know, the end of, of January, where you're starting to see that strengthening um, and the days getting a little bit longer again. January 6th is the full moon, which is called the wolf moon or cold moon. 
And there's many folkloric tales that people saying that at this point, you know, wolves become quite hungry at this time of the year. But I think that, you know, also when you think about sound and how when there's no leaves on the trees and when it's bitterly cold, sound travels very easily. And so the howls are heard clearly on those icy cold winter nights. And because the wolves are expressing themselves and we're able to hear them voice you know, and talking and communicating. And January's full moon is actually a micro moon this year. Last year, it was a super moon. And all that means is really how far it is away from the earth. And there's an optical illusion where it appears it's because it is higher from um, above the horizon, it appears smaller, obviously. Another moon cycle that we're going to talk about, because it's a big one for us in feng shui, is the new moon, which is January the 21st, which kicks off the Lunar New Year, which is the year of the water rabbit. And we are going to talk a lot about the year of the water rabbit. We're not going to talk about it today too much. We talked about it with Katie. We're talking about it with, you know, Angie and I are going to be talking about it again and go into depth with each of the animals in the next episode, I think, or two episodes from now. So it's the first new moon of the year of the Lunar New Year. Yeah. Angie, did you want to comment on yeah, the Lunar New Year, which is a special time for Laura and myself as feng shui practitioners. We do a lot of celebrations and rituals at this time of year. And in Asia, it's a very special time. It's actually the second new moon after the solstice and the first new moon of the year. So when we look at a full moon, it's dark and invisible. And it's that dark moon. You don't see anything in the sky. But over the next two weeks, it gets larger and larger till we reach the full moon, which in feng shui, we see this as a metaphor for new beginnings at the beginning of the year and for springtime, going from a seed to a tree. Some other things we want to just note about January. So January aligns with the zodiac animal, the ox. So if you're a rat, it's a really great month for you. It's also a great month for those born in the year of the snake or the rooster. They're in harmony with the ox. And so those that are born in the year of the ram or horses can be a little bit more careful this month. And maybe just in general, usually when it's a challenging month for your animal, it's a good thing to just watch out, like not to overwhelm yourself and not to kind of put yourself in situations that that tend to year after year be challenging or create problems for you. So now we're going to talk about the Chi of January, Laura. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Chi of January, the month, again, it's quite yin. So it's very cold energy. This is also a time because we've just come out again of that winter solstice that the sun is starting to strengthen. It is this rebirth time. And it is really a good time for us to reset and to look forward, right? It's New Year's on both the Western. We're between the Western and the Lunar New Year. It's a really great time to start to think about what we can do for this coming year. The earth, the energy of the earth is quite still. There's not a lot of action happening underneath, you know, underneath the snow, it's quite quiet. And so it's a really good time to plan and prepare. It's also a really good time. We've talked about this a lot to really to reflect. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in the reading that I did. And this month, it's my turn. So I'm doing a tarot reading. And I asked how the podcast listeners can work with the energy of January. And I pulled two cards. I generally like to pull one that's from the major arcana that is a theme and then one that is an action. But this month I pulled two cards 
And I thought really to see how they work together in how one card informs the other and how they connect. And it was really interesting what I pulled today earlier when I was preparing for this podcast. It was the first was the major arcana temperance, okay, which is right here. And the temperance card is all about finding balance. And the image is of an angel, archangel standing with one foot on the ground, solid ground and one foot in the water. The angel is pouring water from one chalice into another and in a very balanced way. And the idea of fire and water is a, is a really big symbolism in this card as well, which are again, opposites, but it's to find the balance between both. And so the themes in this card are often, you know, transformation, finding balance, being an alchemist, being able to transform a situation because you found the balance point in that situation, the common ground, seeking calm and equanimity. Also the idea of internal balance, you, you yourself and healing is really an important theme around it. And I always sort of ask the question, like, how can you be comfortable in that quiet um, equanimity, that calm, and what can you learn about yourself? Because the second card that I pulled was the five of wands and the five of wands is definitely not calm and quiet. It is a card where there are five people standing there, each with their own stick, a wand. They have their, their feet are all on the ground. None of the sticks are hitting one another. So it's not violent, but it is chaotic and it often represents, and it's a five, and fives are very much about in the moment, things happening really kind of quickly. And it is about two, either two different perspectives. One, it could be an external situation or struggle where you're working and you need to find common ground with others, like work, family, job, competition comes into it thematically. Or it could be internal. And you're struggling yourself to find balance, to figure out the parts of yourself right? And the idea of how can you bring these different parts of yourself into balance? You know, because again, there's five people here and five different aspects. And it made me, of course, think of the five elements, you know, where you can even think of it that way, right? So, you know, those five elements and each of the five elements represents a little bit different type of energy. And so, you know, maybe it's asking the question is something out of balance when you look at these two cards together, right? So the temperance card informs the five of wands. And so the, the temperance card is asking you in your life right now, you may be experiencing struggle or maybe competition, or maybe a, a need to feel like you need to kind of get up, do be chaotic and kind of get things moving. And is there a way that you can see this chaos, which is a very short window, by the way, it's not a long thing. The fives are short, as I said, and to bring balance into that situation. And so the temperance is about trying to calm the chaos, or it brings energy to the stagnant, right? Because it's, it's transforming and it's balancing. It's bringing things into their balance point. It's balancing the yin and the yang of a situation. It's adding something to the mix to create something new as well. So that temperance card is about looking at a situation and seeing how you can do it differently and find that common piece in it. You know, I really like these two cards together, Laura, because 
I think also something at this time that I've been working with and I've been seeing in general with, for instance, even with the holistic spaces community is balancing fire and water. And so at this time, I've been really drawn to like putting a lot of candles around the home and I'm not a candle person usually, but even my acupuncturist told me the other day, uh, she suggested that I do a visualization for myself to work with my kidneys where I visualize myself in water and then Mm -hmm. see the fire in the water and then use that fire. And it was kind of a little bit crazy because I had just taught a meditation class where I did some kind of similar fire and water, like you're immersed in water, but you still spring in the fire. And similarly, we have a lot of listeners in the Southern hemisphere and they tend to ask this question all the time, like, what about in the Southern hemisphere? So you know, in the Southern hemisphere right now, it's summer solstice, right? But instead of hanging on to the idea that's like, what about us? We're the opposite. It's actually the same thing because we're not just talking about only paying attention to water because it's winter, because in fact, you don't want to emphasize only water. You want to emphasize the balance this, this balance of fire and water. So it's actually the same chi adjustments, whether you're in the Northern hemisphere or the Southern hemisphere, because you're still working with balancing that fire and water. So how can we, you know, challenge you guys, the listeners that are in the Southern hemisphere to look beyond again, to see that maybe we're speaking as people in the Northern hemisphere that we talk a lot about a winter, but you can see that same teaching for the summer, because if it's summer there, you want to also balance the fire and water, right, Laura? Yeah, absolutely. That's what temperance is about, that card, because it's got the fire symbol on the chest of the angel, but they're balancing water. And so there is that dichotomy of the fire. And actually the wands is a fire card as well, even though it's they're holding wood. They don't have wood in the, in the system, but um, we do in feng shui. So it's very much that action and that fiery energy. So it's it's together, you know, both of those elements. And I was actually even thinking, you know, coming back to the solar term and what's happening now energetically, finding what those parts of yourselves are, what those inner struggle is that you're dealing with. I mean, maybe that really resonated with you, the idea of, you know, these different parts of yourself or you just not being able to express them or having it heard clearly. The wolf moon, that idea of being able to, you know, how to be able to be heard clearly. This is a time where you can maybe learn to express and to find parts of yourself and express those parts of yourself. So there's a lot you can work with here. There's a lot that may have resonated with you. Maybe it's the, maybe it's just like, yeah, I'm having a really tough time at work right now. And there's a real competition going on. And I, I just, I don't know what to do. And it's really feeling chaotic. Well, then, you know, this card, the temperance cards asks you, of how you can approach it and how you can find the water and the fire and the fire and the water, whatever you need to find that balance. So bring balance to it. And it might just be you stepping away from it. You know, it might just be that it might just be you just being that equanimous um, temperance, the angel in that card, really, really calm and peaceful and confident that they've got the balance that they need. So how can you work with this energy on sort of a more 
I don't know, actual level, you know, we've talked a bit about it, about it. It's using your voice again, or a form of expression, maybe finding to find all parts of yourself. So finding your voice, reflecting on the parts of yourself, taking this time in January, which is very quiet and the energy is very quiet. And what can you do to help you find those parts of yourself so that you can be at peace with them, right? You can be, you know, you can find that balance and maybe you need to speak up. Maybe you do need to howl a little bit. Are you, are you going to howl, Laura? No, I'm probably not going to howl. I feel like I already speak a lot. <laughs> That's true. I, I talk <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, well, actually this podcast gives us an opportunity to speak up as well. So feng shui wise, there are ways to look at the Bagua map in terms of your voice, or you can look at the elements in terms of your voice and your communication because water is related to communication and so is fire fire is related to your voice also metal element too but i think we, on this theme of fire and water you can activate the con area which is the career area related to water or you can also actually i would recommend you activate both the con area and the lee area the, so con is career water and lee is fame which is fire and if you Look at the Bagua map, you would stand in the doorway looking in and the center of the front wall is Khan, career, and the center of the back wall is Lee Fire. And again, you know, we always have our Bagua download. If you go to our show notes, you can download it because it's harder. It's hard to explain just through a podcast. And um, you can also activate the chi in your home, not just with like space clearing, but with things like singing or howling in your house. So moving the uh, chi around and activating the energy. And then the last thing I would recommend is another thing that represents your voice is the doors of your home. The doors represent your voice. So you can simply go around and clean the doors, open the doors. Maybe there's doors that haven't been opened in a while. Open those doors, see, see what's inside, and then fix any squeaks, fix any, any dusty doors, any dirty doors. And even if they're not dusty or dirty or squeaky, give them a little bit of attention and chi, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, Overall, finding a way to express yourself using feng shui as a way to help strengthen that either by, you know, like Angie was saying, working with those elements of fire and water, those, those, and bringing them into balance with Khan and Lee, or, you know, just maybe just singing, writing, or maybe writing that letter to someone that needs to hear what you need to say about a certain subject. You know, this struggle that maybe you have been feeling, if that resonated with you, maybe you need to voice how you feel about it. You know, maybe you need to express yourself around it. And I would say when you're planning to do that, do a little treatment on your door, on your front door or your door of your bedroom, because that really is about how your voice is, is heard and, and people actually, you're, you're being able to have your voice heard by the world and out. So combining those things together to help you in this month, which seems like a kind of quiet, boring month, right? It's January, not much happens in January, but you know we have the Lunar New Year that we celebrate and that whole idea of rebirth, resetting, you know, finding your voice, starting you know, starting over again, like, ev like every day, you know, it's always a new thing, you know, just, just kind of coming back at it, 
finding your different parts of yourself and being able to express yourself and making it a new day. Rebirth. Thank you so much, Laura, for your chi reading and starting us off right for January 2023, the year of the black water rabbit. And we hope you guys will tune in a lot this month because the next episode we talk with Katie Hess. We do our annual chi forecast for all the zodiac animals with a flower elixir and a flower. And then we also have our New Year's Reset program that we do every year. And if you're a newsletter subscriber, you get 50% off of the package. And we do a special, there's, we do a special event on Lunar New Year's Eve together. We do a special um, wealth welcoming meditation, as well as a shedding, shedding away our, our old chi and inviting in new chi. We also have like that 27 day challenge that's for free. And that runs from that started on the winter solstice and it finalizes just before Lunar New Year. And we have like so much stuff. You guys got to join our mailing list. But most of all, we'd love to see you in a class sometime. So we hope you'll join us for the Lunar New Year reset. And it's really not that expensive. And it's also a great way to support us. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new episode. And if you like our podcast, please share it with others. You can leave a review, rate us. You can support us by checking out our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a certification course. We teach feng shui practitioners. We train you to become a feng shui practitioner or just really know feng shui and understand it. We also have lots of workshops and mini courses throughout the year. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.